Hello everyone and welcome to Fireside Friends. This is episode 24. I'm Ryan Prasad and with me are my co-hosts Alan Ibrahim. It's your boy! Hi! And Katie Marie. Hello, hello! We've made it to the other side. It's 2017. It's weird to say. We're here. How? Yeah, how have y'all been doing? We're like a week into 2017? Uh, just about. How are you all holding up? I mean, I'm pretty okay so far. Um, I mean, not doing too much into the new year, new me, because that tends to fall apart for me, at least after a certain uh-huh. period of time. Um, but I have been exercising lately, which is really nice. I don't know. I'm trying to be a little bit more healthier and definitely more active. Um, and I don't know. I'm just, I went to the bookstore, got a bunch of books. I'm trying to journal and like really try to just be healthier, both like mentally and physically. So nice. Heck yeah. How about you, Alan? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm trying to, like, like Katie said, trying to not make any proclamations about what I'm hoping for, but uh, things haven't been worse than usual. Um, and if there's any sort of like single sign that maybe things are going to be okay. Um, I did just take a look at the snack of the little jar of almond butter that I had next to me before we recorded. And I just now noticed like the end of, uh, what is that movie? Um, not the one where the bad guy is like secret and it's like Kaiser Soze. Oh, the usual suspect. The usual suspect. I had a usual suspects moment where I looked and I just saw a big sticker that said, save the bees. And, <laughs> Katie's Save the Bees Agenda plus the entirety of the Bee movie flashed before my eyes. There so, we go. I don't know. I think we can yeah. do it. Let's just let's all be great to each other. That's what I've been striving for. Be excellent to each weeks. other. Be excellent to each other. Bill and Ted had it right in that way. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? I'm all right. I don't know. I've been hanging out. Uh, haven't really done any big 17, 2017 things. Uh, but that's mainly reserved for when I go back to school i guess it's not it's not the new year until i actually go back to school and start getting back into a routine i guess so i'm still like in this weird middle ground where i'm just hanging out and doing my thing and not really out there doing stuff yet so when that actually happens it'll feel like a new year (laughs) so did anyone get any super special christmas presents or what oh ryan i'm glad you asked (laughs) <laughs> i got a vr headset oh boy <laughs> oh nice i forgot you got that i like don't talk about it because it's as with all vr technology right now it's one of those things where you're like cool and it's fun during the christmas party and then you're like ah, why do i have this i um i got it for my cousin it is like it's essentially just a fancy google cardboard which means that it's a big piece of plastic that you strap to your head and put your phone in mm-hmm. and it lets mm-hmm. you watch youtube videos um it's fine. It's just I'm already getting the same experience that a lot of people with like the big people VR headsets are having, mm-hmm. which is like A, there's nothing to do on it, and B, the novelty wears off very quickly, and then when you want something is interesting, you got to turn to play like the New York Times for example is doing really cool stuff with like video journalism and allowing you to like step into a a report in on another site around the world and and that kind of stuff. I really really like that. But it's just a it's just a big silly piece of plastic that sits in my room, and it's like I don't know what do I 
what am I going to do with this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why did I, yeah. why do I have this? Yeah. That's probably the coolest Christmas thing I got. What about you, Katie? Um, I got what I thought was really cool is this Amazon Echo thing. Whoa. Um, yeah, so we have Alexa at our house, and she's really nice. How's she doing? And she tells... How's Alexa? She's doing pretty well. She tells jokes, and um, she can change the thermostat, so that's really cool. Um. um <laughs> and, uh, you know, she'll play music and stuff. It's really nice. Um, And then... I also got a stun gun for Christmas. Oh, 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 so, uh, well, actually, yeah, not a bad. 2017. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> off to a good start. I got an AI robot and a stun gun. 2017, like exactly. Holy shit. That's awesome. Good for yeah. You. I got. Oh, by the way, how's like is Alexa useful? Like. Oh yeah, totally. Um, that's <laughs> like. The speaker on her is really high quality. I don't know. Like, I use her all the time. And, like, you can just be like, hey, what's the weather? And she'll be like, it is whatever degrees out. And also, blah, 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 blah. And she just has a nice voice. And I can be like, hey, tell me a bedtime story. And she'll just start talking. It's pretty cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, I got a Kindle tablet. Speaking of Alexas, hey. that also nice. has Alexa on it, I guess. But I haven't used Alexa on that tablet. Uh, I mainly got it for reading stuff. Uh, been re- trying to read more, and I haven't had a tablet really until now. And now I'm like, I used to be a person that was like, I love books. I'm, I love flipping through the books. I love physical media. And then I'm, I'm like that. <laughs> reading. I'm reading this tablet. And I'm like, this is more convenient. <laughs> Much more, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's really nice. I mean, it's one of those, like, cheap $40 ones. Uh, but for the price, it's really good. And I like reading on a tablet. It's cool. It's easier to read comics on it, too. Uh, it's a little small Definitely. for most comics. Uh, but it's to, I, I think it's fine. It's nice. Do you have the like subsidized one where there's like an ad every time you turn it on? Yep. Let me see what this ad is. Let me press. Yeah. Let me. Yeah. What's your What's your <laughs> ad right now? House fun. This is appears to be one of the slot games where you have to match the three things. Oh my god. And <laughs> let me hold on. This one's called Mobile Strike. <laughs> it's just showing me like a helicopter, and I can hit play on this video, and it's it's play free. It says play free on it. Play free, die hard. One more. Uh, no, the same those one. slot those slot machine games are like incredibly popular. I've seen them when I used to commute to school, and now I see them all the time around work and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're just the skin. It's like, hey, video games are a Skinner box, but what if we took out the part where you play a game and you just did the numbers? Uh, a whole video game about playing about rolling a slot machine. Last one is Double Down Casino, and it's the same thing, but there's four slots yeah. instead of three. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Stepping it up. Yeah. I don't know. Very cool. It's fine. I don't <laughs> care about the lock screen on my tablet. So oh, yeah. give me exactly. all the ads. Exactly. But uh, this episode, we're going to take a look back at 2016, kind of cast it off, give it, uh, reflect on it, and then just throw it in the trash bin. Um, 
and and I'll be our first podcast of 2017 is doing that stuff. Uh, no first segment because I feel like we can go on about some of the stuff that we've enjoyed this year. Uh, how does that sound? Sound good? Yeah. Yeah, in a way, this is just a long first segment mixed with a second segment, so yeah, I'm into it. Sure. Uh, do we want to go through the stuff that we've done for this podcast specifically first? Pick some of our favorites yeah. from that? Yeah, I'd like to at least bring that stuff up. Um, yeah. Because we, all of us clearly have a lot of thoughts about those things. We did episodes on all of them, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go through some of the movies we watched this year. I'm just going to read through. We have a Google Doc. I'm just going to read through it. Stuff we've watched this year on the podcast. Starship Troopers. That was our first episode. Woof. Oh, boy. Don't listen Don't <laughs> listen to that. It's probably really bad. Uh, I'm curious. That that was a fun recording and a, an okay movie with some bad spots, um, but... Mm, that was the old times. Those are the pre Katie times. Yeah. yeah, I didn't exist yet. <laughs> yep. That's true. Like That's Alexa, you only exist for the function of being on this podcast. It's true. <laughs> I don't know if that pregnant pause comes across, but that was real good. <laughs> uh, the Last Unicorn we watched. Loved it. Loved it. We got Howl's Moving Castle. Classic. We got Attack the Block. Amazing. We got V for Vendetta. Garbo. Edgy. Reaper's favorite film. Yep. We got got Carol. Very sweet. Adorable. Very sweet. Very charming. We got Jupiter Ascending. Flawless. We got... I... Yeah. Good. I, I create life and, life and I destroy it. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. Uh, we got Paprika, which is that soundtrack? a real great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Cosmopolis. Oh! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a really, movie, it, I guess. <laughs> super duper a movie. Very, like, thematically on brand for our podcast, but, like, not a great film. But, again... Awesome discussion. Best, Definitely elevated yeah. that film. Best me. visual novel, best movie, best book translated to a movie that we might as well be reading an audiobook of 2016. Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Got a monster in Paris over here. Courtney, it's a Courtney classic. Tucker and Dale. Film. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I actually really enjoyed that one. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, Zootopia, pretty good. Amazing discussion. My first movie on racism. <laughs> Baby's first racism. Yep. Relevant to twenty sixteen slash seventeen. Yep. Ghost in the Shell. Oh, that movie's coming out this year. Yeah. No. Oh. I like that movie a lot. It makes me really mad. It makes me even more mad. That they're uh, doing that stuff to it. Yeah. You eventually went on to watch the second one, I watched one, right? the second one. It's really good. I don't know if I like it nice. more than the first one, but it's got some really cool ideas. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Uh, Krampus is the last movie we watched for this podcast. That was last episode. Mm-hmm. I Enjoy barely remember sure. anything from that movie. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. pretty much. Uh... So, if you all were to pick a favorite from this list right now, what would it be? 
Okay, so favorites out of movies I've seen before. Mm-hmm. Howl's Moving Castle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, uh, favorites out of movies I had not seen before. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Nice. Hmm. Um, you want me to go next? Yeah. Okay. Best film out of all of these probably Attack the Block. Mm-hmm. Best discussion is a really difficult tie between Zootopia and Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, yeah. Our Ghost in the Shell discussion was pretty, pretty on point. So yeah, mm. yeah. I'm trying to. Okay, I think Attack the Block is the best movie on this list. Um, because one of my it's one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Best podcast though. Maybe it's Ghost in the Shell. I like the Tucker and Dale versus Evil talk as well. Um, yeah. So those are my top three. I think one that I like was kind of cold on, but I appreciated more is definitely Paprika. Because the more I think about it, yeah. the more I like it. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I need to go back and, and... watch the rest of Satoshi Kone's filmography. For sure. Yes. Tokyo Godfathers, do it. That one's awesome. Yeah. I will also say shout out to all the guests that were on the guests. You know, we picked our favorites here, but they're all all fucking amazing. I was going to do that towards the end, but yes, all of our guests uh, have been amazing this year. And we've got, we've, there's some really cool stuff with a lot of really cool people. And that stuff is really appreciated. And I hope to have more people on in 2017, hopefully. Um, But yeah, I think. That's a good summation of our favorite movies that we've talked about this year. Mm-hmm. Let's go on the games that we've done for shared experiences here. Uh, shorter list, because we didn't play as much games. Uh, Firewatch. I'm just go through. Very and, beautiful. We'll go through, and then I'll be, and then we can talk yeah. about them. Firewatch, Hot Date, Emily's Away, Sybil, Undertale, and Mirror's Edge. A lot of games about relationships here. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wonder if Weird. that says anything. About <laughs> I think so. Uh, it's a tough picking a favorite here. For me, Undertale's on the list, and that's kind of a winner by default. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I can definitely agree. So I don't. That's kind of unfair, but I don't know. <laughs> good collection of games on this list. Uh. Firewatch is really good. Oh, this is tough. <laughs> I don't know. What was your favorite discussion? Let's leave with that one first because I feel like that's a little bit easier. Yeah, mm. that is easier. I do have an answer for that. And it's Mirror's Edge. Yep. With that Alexander was a really... Justine. Yeah. Yes. That was a really oh cool discussion. Uh, that, that discussion was so good that we took the middle and made it another episode. Right, <laughs> that's exactly. What that says. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely but... more of what I want to do in 2017 is like have conversations about games that aren't necessarily about relationships and just turning it into a whole different thing. Her, mm-hmm. her, I mean, her take on under, um, sorry, her take on Mirror's Edge is like really personal, so it's gonna be hard to do that with every game, obviously. But still, that was really a good, talk. yeah, and yeah. Definitely. Um, and then, yeah, just favorite game would probably be Firewatch or Undertale. That's easy. Yeah. Uh, yep. Katie? I don't know. I very much agree. Um, 
Undertale is like okay. It is unfair that it is on this list with the other one. Um, because it was just like, in my opinion, on a whole different caliber. Um, from you know the other stuff or at least games we've talked about. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, I actually really enjoyed Hot Date. Uh, I yeah. thought it was really cute, yeah. and I loved the visuals. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm always down to talk to some pugs. So. <laughs> For sure. Some mildly condescending pugs. Yeah. Yeah, I like Hot, hot Date. Is, hot Date is one of those episodes that I always forget that we did, but then I like think back to it specifically, and I'm like, yeah, that was, that was an interesting game. I have a lot of screenshots. <laughs> I have a lot of screenshots on my computer of like funny moments from Hot Date. I took and, screenshots too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a fun one for sure. Yeah. And what about you, Ryan? Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like Hot Date Emily is away and Sybil is a good like three trio. like adjacently related video games right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Firewatch one of my favorite games of this year for sure. Uh, Undertale's really fun, and Mirror's Edge was a really good discussion, even though I didn't love that game a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad I played yeah. it. I'm glad I played it, but I wasn't in love with it, and there's some problems with it, but uh, I'm glad we did it. So that's kind of my take on the games that we played for the podcast this year. I'm hoping next year we do more niche games. Yeah. Like... We don't fun. do a whole lot of games to begin with, but I definitely want to make it a point to be to like get out of our comfort zone a little bit with some of this stuff and just do stuff that we just don't find ourselves talking about as much. Uh, yeah. More weird gay itchio stuff, please. More like that's hot date is like exactly the vibe and length and style of game that I would love to do for the show more. Mm-hmm. Just like kind of like feelings experiences and emotional yeah personal independent experiences yeah for sure uh let's do short stories we've done one <laughs> uh, yeah uh grandmother and i lay let's cloth the winds by rose Lindberg. uh i want to do more short stories as well we should do more of those. me too i totally loved this short story yeah like completely um so I would love to do more and especially looking, I mean, like not for the podcast necessarily, but on my own time, mm-hmm. I want to read more of Rose Lemberg's works. So totally uh, more short stories, more queer stuff, more. Yeah, absolutely. And more like that exact style of story. Fantastic. Love it. The right length for a good discussion. It was a fun experiment in like, how can we talk about literature? Uh, and uh, again, awesome guest. Yeah, we should do more. We should drag Brenna and yes, have have her come on and talk about more stories like that. That was really fun. Hashtag drag Brenna. <laughs> <laughs> like a positive drag, not like a negative yeah. drag. Oh, okay. Drag new band name. And then I don't know. I I, I don't know if we actually. This doesn't count. But like hardwired to <laughs> self-destruct by Metallica, we did we did the thing with that, and we did do it. That thing. took way too long to edit than it should have. Uh, oh no! But hey, it was fun. We had fun. We it had was fun here. Let's... This is a fun cast. <laughs> no negativity allowed.
at all. Period. None. <laughs> happy. We're all happy. Let's yeah. all put on fake smiley faces. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, let's go into personal picks. Um, we all have like separate categories, like games, movies, etc. So I was thinking. Uh, one of us would talk about games, and then we'd go around, all of us talk about games at the same time, and we'd move on to movies, okay. etc. I think that would be really nice. That's the way to do it. Alright. I'll read my list. Pog Card Jockey. Let me talk about Parker Card Jockey for like five minutes. Evangelize <laughs> this beautiful game. Oh my game. gosh. So, I haven't seen many mainstream websites talk about this game, and it kills me. Um... If you don't know, Podcard Jockey is like a horse racing solitaire game made by Game Freak. The premise is your main character starts horse racing for fun. So they get on a horse, but then they fall off the horse and die. (gasps) And then an angel comes down and is like, well, you died. Uh, But hold on, let me fix this. And so you get revived. But in in order to horse race, since your character is canonically really bad at actually horse racing, and your character's favorite hobby is playing solitaire, you are horse racing, and the way you horse race is that you play solitaire to race your horse. Well, there you go. It is so charming and so good, and it's just... I haven't even played enough of it to, like, be in, like, the deep... Because, okay, this game has depth, right? So you're horse racing, but uh, you need to level up your horse. And there's, like, two modes. There's, like, the growth mode and mature mode. Growth mode is where you, like, where your horse is a kid and they're racing and they're leveling up and stuff. Mature mode is your horse as an adult and you're trying to do... Um, these bigger races and stuff. After mature mode is when your horse retires, and your when your horse retires, they go to, uh, what's it called? The st- they go to the stable. I don't know why I had trouble. <laughs> that word. The horse house. Oh God, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the stable, and then when you do when you have. When you multiple horses have retired, you get a male horse and a female horse, and you can breed horses. And the horses that you breed carry on the the stats, like the stat bonuses of the two horses that bred. So then you could start growth mode with a more powerful horse, and that'll make it easier to win tournaments and stuff. And then as you win tournaments, you get more dialogue because your horses have owners and you get to know your owner as you win more races. So there's like a lot of like story stuff that I haven't even seen yet because I haven't won that many races. It's a lot. Mm. This game is a lot. Um, but for me, it's really good pick up and play. Um, it's solitaire, and I haven't really played solitaire before this, but it makes solitaire really fun and exciting. Um, there's a thing that happens when your horse... Okay, let me back up. When you're playing horse racing solitaire, 
you need to make sure that your horse is in a comfort zone on the map. Mm -hmm. And there's a map on the bottom of the screen. And in between solitaire games, you have to move your horse around so that it's in the comfort zone. And when your horse is in the middle of the comfort zone, it's like the level 3 comfort zone, and you play a perfect game of solitaire, the screen like freaks out, and it's like super unity, and it's like <laughs> the top of the screen is just your horse with like a blue like flaming background behind it. And, uh, and the, the like music ramps up and stuff. It's wild. It's a... <laughs> 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 it is such a good game, and it's really fun, and it's my, like, go-to, like, oh, I have a, some spare time, I'm going to play a few games of the Solitaire horse racing game. And for me, uh, this game came out during the summer, and I know, like, it's weird to be nostalgic over the summer of 2016 just because a bunch of horrible shit went down, um, but for me, that game, like, encapsulated that summer for me of just, like... You know, I was home, and I did therapy, and I made a lot of friends on Twitter and stuff, uh, and playing that game reminded me of, like, the positive parts of that summer. I know, like, that's Pokemon Go for most people, but for me, that's probably Card Jockey. Um, I love that game a lot, and I think that game's underrated, and not enough people talk about it, because it's really fun, and yeah, I love that game. It's great. One of the best games of 2016. Nobody talks about it. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's what I gotta say about Pocket Card Jockey. Um, next up on my list, actually, let's let's go around. Let's do entry by entry. Okay. Move around so we're not talking. We're not all have monologuing at once. Who wants to go next? Um, I guess you know I'll just go down my list as well. So, um. Basically, what I've been playing for the past week or so, maybe two weeks, is um, the Skyrim Special Edition. Mm -hmm. And basically, I kind of stayed away from it at the beginning because um, I really wanted to play the game with achievements enabled and with mods at the same time. Because if you use any mods, the game is like, huh, well, you're not going to have achievements then. And... As a completionist with OCD, that is not cool for me because I'm like, uh-uh, I need to show, I need to get all of the achievements and like, you know, how am I supposed to play the game when dogs aren't invincible <laughs> and Miko dies? <laughs> like, I just can't, I can't do it. So um, anyway, as it turns out, somebody made a mod or like an add-on to make it so your achievements are enabled. Well, you have mods active. Nice. So That's the oh, ultimate geez. like meta mod of like no break the mod. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, oh, um, when you have anyway. mods installed, you can't get achievements. Well, I'm gonna make it so I'm make a mod that lets you get achievements. So you can have more mods and achievements. <laughs> Bada bing. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I was at first like, I'm not gonna have that many mods because I enjoy the game as it is, and now I'm in like ninety-seven. So Oh boy. But it is a mods? lot of fun. Yes, 97 mods. Jeez. One of them's yep. going to break. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all good. I have, like, I actually go and edit, like, files and stuff like that to make sure there are no conflicts and everything works together. No, nice. So. Um, but, yeah, it's been super fun. I have the cutest character. She is a dark elf. And um, 
I mean, Skyrim's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed it. Um, just because, like, I love fantasy role-playing games. And I like how you can switch perspectives from first person to third person and just do whatever. Um, and it's really cool how open-ended it is. And you can just be like, yeah, I'm going to go do this. And it doesn't matter what race I am or what I did before. I'm having light armor and destruction magic, and I'm having a good time. So nice. it's Skyrim. Yeah. It's fun. I, um, I was in the mood for Skyrim, but way more silly and not as serious. Uh, and then I, I just bought the Elder Scrolls online recently and that's similarly just like, Oh, it's nice to run around a fun fantasy world. That's like weird and wacky, but yeah, uh, obviously actually you, there are add-ons. I don't think you can mod it. You can't like Randy Savage, some like MMO NPC or anything like that or not Randy Savage. Who am I thinking of? Yes. Macho man, Randy Savage. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you can't do any of that stuff, but there actually are add-ons for the MMO, which is pretty cool. And it's making me like care kind of about Elder Scrolls again, not super duper, but mm-hmm. I didn't really care about that stuff since Skyrim and then, seeing playing some of that i'm like oh there's merit here yeah totally mm. so it's very cool that you're enjoying the special edition yep how about you on do an entry in your games uh, i think the, the only game in here that i have like an actual piece to talk about mm-hmm. um that i only i think only i played um is abzu which i played since the last time we recorded because uh i got a new computer this year which was a big fun thing and uh i've been playing a bunch of like open world stuff here and there um shout outs to sleeping dogs but uh i haven't had like a cool like i just want something beautiful to like explore and really push this thing's hardware and abzu um real simply is if you played journey uh imagine that sort of like flow and length and style but you're underwater Mm -hmm. uh mostly well spoilers you're not entirely all the way all the time underwater i guess but uh it's so it's just a two hour uh, guided tour through a beautiful fantastical universe and um a as someone who really uh cares about the ocean and finds that stuff super beautiful and calming it was an immensely relaxing and cathartic experience to get to the end of it and just be like ah that was abzu beginning ending that's it two hours awesome very nice. satisfying experience I'm probably not gonna ever play it again because i had problems with like the way it's paced in the end mm-hmm. um they totally do the thing that that game company does with journey and like flower where they like eventually go, Oh no, something has to harm you at some point. Yeah. Uh, and it's not the worst. It's not like it doesn't get in the way of anything, but it's still frustrating. And uh, just as a companion piece to journey, which was a game that came out in 2012. And uh, I played right when I first started noticing that I had like pretty serious anxiety problems. Mm-hmm. And like the week that came out, it was like immensely helpful for me. Um, I mean, even though it's not like some sort of, it's just, it was sort of therapeutic, if that makes sense. Yeah. And now that I'm a couple years older and I'm playing something with definitely a smaller budget, but it's, it's trying. I think it's like, it's a good, it's got this go-getter attitude of like, we can do it too. We can do the stuff that Journey does with like emotion and tone and music and atmosphere, uh, with like half of the money and they kind of nail it, which I think is really, it's a, it's a good thing. And I, I want to... I'm surprised there aren't more games like that. These just like small 3D, like third person running around a beautiful world experiences, you know, Mm -hmm. because we got Gone Home created one genre of game and then Journey was like another. And uh, 
I feel like a lot of independent stuff went more towards the gone home route and less towards the I want to fly around in a beautiful universe in third person kind of route. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next game I want to talk about is Thumper. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thumper. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's it. Soundtrack to Thumper. I don't even have to say anything. You got it perfectly. <laughs> um, Thumper is one of the best music games of all time. Uh, the atmosphere is really oppressive and haunting. Uh, all of the stuff you're doing with the beat and how it's integrated with the music, uh, and the the way that it's very, it feels very like like you're not playing the music, the music is playing you, and you're just holding on to dear life, kind of. Oh, gotcha. Um, <laughs> like that, and it's the music is just harsh in a way that other rhythm games aren't and it just feels really good to master uh some of the harder levels and stuff and it's just a really great game uh katie you go next okay um so another game that i really enjoyed that came out this year was stellaris um, I haven't played that, and, and I kind of want to, even though I think yeah, it'll take a huge chunk out of my life. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a game that you sit down mm-hmm. for to to play for a while, um, just because it's like a strategy game. I'm, it's like a real time strategy game, and that's not usually my thing. I'm usually much more into like turn based stuff, like Civ, mm-hmm. um, and like the, gosh, what's it called? Total War, the Total War series. Um, but Stellaris was like actually a lot of fun and it ate up a lot of my time, which is saying something because, again, I'm not one for real time strategy games. And I also don't really like sci fi games. I'm much more of a fantasy person mm-hmm. or like historical setting. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like you can create your little alien race and just build up their empire and it is so much fun. Your guys are so cute. You get to interact with all these other things and I want to play it now actually. Though, <laughs> talking about it, but like see ya. <laughs> um yeah, goodbye. Podcast is done. Um I'm just going to sign off real quick. Um no, but yeah, I it was really cute and it's actually like super in-depth and a lot of fun. But again, like it is a game you kind of have to sit down and spend time with and it does eat up your time um like i definitely played a lot more of it than i thought i did um Mm -hmm. but i remember just staying up all night with eli and his little brother and just playing stellaris the whole night um multiple nights in a row so but yeah it's also multiplayer and stuff um and they very recently added like plant people and (laughs) It's just so cute. I just love it. I don't know. It's like, it's very endearing. Mm-hmm. And um, just just the way that everything looks and the soundtrack, I highly recommend. Also, it's one of those games that was like blowing up in my Twitter sphere yeah, for sure. at the time. Yep. Everybody was raving about it. And I was like, yeah, same. So. Do you think it it's really positive? Do you think it's like easily accessible to someone who doesn't usually play that sort of game? Mm, 
yes and no um just because there's a lot to keep track of Mm -hmm. but there's also uh like basically this like ai um is your companion or advisor and he tells you about everything and what everything does and so like uh he's there to answer questions and teach you how everything works um and how all the screens work and stuff like that so there's like a pretty interactive like ongoing tutorial aspect to it so that you can kind of get into what you're doing mm-hmm. so that, i find that nice there's a mul- i didn't even know there was a multiplayer in this Mm-hmm. huh hmm all right i want to play solara some more now <laughs> yeah no i definitely recommend it um cool. it's very fun and it, it everything looks very beautiful i think especially like the space battles and stuff nice so awesome uh alan next game or did you talk about all the games you wanted to by now i mean the only other games that were on here are stuff things that we've talked about to death like pokemon and overwatch right so (laughs) listen to the rest of the podcast i love both of them uh pokemon moon i had a whole i had a sleepover with a couple of friends and we stayed up very late playing pokemon and that was one of the best experiences of the year Oh, uh, nice. at this point, all I, I've drained that game of all of its fun. Not that it's no longer fun, but I just did everything. And all that's left is I'm like making a little cute competitive team. And my rules are that they all have to be adorable, but they all also have to kick ass <laughs> like me. Those are so. my rules. <laughs> they're, the, they're the right rules. It's actually exactly because really this generation is full of cutie patooties. It's so, true. Pokemon's good. Overwatch is good. There you go. Bada bing. There you go. <laughs> um... The last two I have on here are Firewatch, which we have a whole episode dedicated to. Uh, the game's still really good. I played it another time because they had the audio, like, developer commentary added. Um, and I think they added free room, too. So you might be able to just go in that world and just walk around now, which is really nice because that world is really pretty and beautiful. Uh and I've already seen all of the stories, so I might just jump in every once in a while and just walk around uh, the world that they've built. Um, and last thing, I guess, is Galaxy. It came out last year, but I played it this year. Uh, and I'm not really good at it, but I love its style, and I love uh, the way the combat works and how like really careful you have to be in space. Um, and how I love how challenging it is. And, and like the music the soundtrack is incredible um and i this one's like the one of the roguelikes now that i just like like it's either that or nuclear throne where i'm just like okay i i have some downtime i'm gonna play like a quick game of galaxy or nuclear throne or something um and definitely fills that void of my game playing and i really like it a lot so nice Shout out to those Galaxy streams that you and I did a couple uh, a couple times. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Fireside Friends Twitch channel is where it's popping. We don't keep a lot of those archives, um, because Twitch is annoying about that stuff. But like, those were so fun. Just like Ryan's playing Galaxy, getting their butt kicked, and I'm just like talking about some nonsense, and <laughs> just like just imagining like two people in a spaceship, and one of them's like, "I'm trying to fight all these aliens," and I'm like. What do you think about the stars? <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of the vibe of those streams a little bit. Yeah. Um, that game is uh, is delightful, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Katie, do you have any more games to talk about? Yep, I have one more. 
I wanted to talk about Grim Dawn. Um, that is a game made by an indie studio. Um, it is an action RPG like Diablo um, or Torchlight. And mm-hmm. it's like hack and slash style thing. Um, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I spent a lot of time playing this game. Um, it's really cute. The like, I, I wouldn't say cute as in like, because the, the atmosphere is very dark and scary. Mm-hmm. But it is like, um, as far as like leveling and stuff goes and perks and whatever, uh, I like that you can make your own class. Um, I guess that's what I mean by when I say cute because a lot of the perks are also like constellations and they're like animals and other stuff. And I think it's really endearing. I don't know. I love animals. So I'm just like, mm. yay, animals. Um, animals in the sky. So <laughs> anyway, um, no, but it, it's actually, I mean, it's called Grim Dawn. It's a very dark game. And uh, it's, you know, like post-apocalyptic. Everything's awful. There's all these horrible creatures everywhere and evil people. Um, but I don't know. It's a lot of fun. Um I mean, I like I spent so much time in that game and I didn't even I just got out of the tutorial era um, little area thing. And uh, so you, you got to like commit to it for sure. But I mean, there is a sense of like. What's it called um, when you get something right after you, you want it? Whatever, <laughs> like I'm trying to think of gratification. The term. Yeah, instant gratification <laughs> just because of like the the um hack and slash play style mm-hmm. because like oh it's so cool you have all of this giant swarm of monsters around you and you're doing spells and hecking everybody and then they're all blowing up and it's like wow look at me I'm so cool <laughs> look at what I just did that was awesome so yeah nice it's it's a lot of fun Y'all want to move to movies we're talking about movies. Sure thing. Uh, um, I so I have like four movies on here, but I've seen a lot this year just because this was the year I got more in the movies. And I mean, I could just sit here and list all the movies I've seen, but I don't think that'd be interesting to listen to. Um, the ones I really liked this year were The Lobster, which we've talked about on here before, uh, mm-hmm. Star Trek Beyond, which was like surprisingly really good. I'm still like kind of shocked that movie is as good as it is it's like a kind of complete 180 from trek in the darkness uh and it's just a whole lot of fun uh the nice guys uh is a whole lot of fun that's the shane black movie starring ryan gosling and russell crowe uh it's really funny and i saw that at a time where it was like i need to find ways i need to find some good coping mechanisms i'm gonna go out to the movies and watch a good, fun movie. And that was a really good and really fun movie for me to watch during that time. Uh, I'm going to say that Beyonce's Lemonade is a good film. Uh, yeah. And I don't know what else to say besides that. If you haven't seen it already, you should. It's really powerful uh, and some really great visual work uh, there. And then for fun, I put down Jetly's The One uh which is a, which is a movie Jackson recommended me um it's a movie in which Jet Li is evil and he goes back in time and he kills he, he like travels to different dimensions and he kills all of the Jet Li's in the different dimensions 
there's like 256 dimensions and he gets to the 255th one and because apparently if he kills all of his other people in the dimensions he gets the gets like ultimate power or something and so he's at the last one uh and the last one isn't having any of it and so they kind of fight and the soundtrack's great and by great i mean it's fucking terrible there's a scene <laughs> in which jet Li's trying to escape like future prison or whatever and they set up like a rat and the rat explodes because the rat has like i don't know why the rat explodes but it has like a thing that helps him escape his handcuffs or whatever and as the rat explodes uh disturbs down with the sickness plays and it just goes oh wow as the rat explodes um, and it's terrible and it's great <laughs> um there's a lot of other mid-2000s new metal on there it's lincoln park you know, you know. Roads. it's great uh the climax of that movie is like Jet Li fighting Jet Li, uh, and they go back to like space prison and they have to figure out which one's the evil Jet Li and which one's the good Jet Li, and you could they had to tell which one the good Jet Li was by the wedding ring on his hand because the good Jet Li is married and the evil Jet Li killed <laughs> the wife, so oh to God. make good Jet Li miserable, and that's how they were able to tell. Uh, that movie's really good and dumb, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> what about y'all, Katie? What about you? Um, I didn't really watch many films this year aside from the ones we watched for the podcast. So I don't know, it, which is weird because I've always I've always felt that I was the movie person who was in the know and I was always at theater, but not this year. So I mean, it's I don't know. Not a lot of bangers this year. To be fair, that's true. Mm. At least not the kind of stuff that we like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did Civil War come out this year? Jesus, it did. <laughs> Who cares? That's on Netflix now, y'all. That felt. You want to watch? That felt like another year. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, yeah. they all blend. It's like it was eight years ago when the first Iron Man came out. There's a, there was a new X Men this year. No, stop. Don't hurt <laughs> oh, me, yeah, Ryan. That didn't don't happen. hurt me. <laughs> we don't talk about apocalypse. <laughs> I mean, I did see Captain America Civil War, I suppose. Mm -hmm. That was this year, yeah. right? Yeah, it totally was. Okay. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's... I saw that one. That was a Marvel movie. <laughs> it was pretty good. I had all these dudes. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, uh... <laughs> Yeah. As a result of that movie and Spider-Man existing in it, the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer is like really good. It makes me excited for that film. I'm mostly here for Black Panther, though. Yeah. I want more of him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know we're all here for yeah. Black Panther and Captain Marvel, of course. But I expected to just be, to be like, all right, that's enough of Spider-Man. I don't need to see this anymore. And then they like spent a lot of it focusing on Mary Jane. And uh, the guy who played Birdman, whose name I can't remember right now, is the is the Vulture. Which is amazingly appropriate. Wow. <laughs> Michael mm -hmm. Keaton as the vulture. So, I don't know. Maybe that movie's going to be fun. I don't... I, Marvel movies are continuing to barely register a pulse. But I still watch them because I'm trapped. <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, what about you, Alan? Movies. 
There's a movie on my list here that I'd love to talk about that nobody <laughs> else in the universe is going to put on their best of 2016 list. And that's my big fat Greek wedding too. Okay. Uh, the Okay, so I don't think I talked about this on the cast. Maybe I did. I don't remember you talking about it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so in short, the first My Big Fat Greek Wedding um, was immensely uh, important to my family because it was like one of the earliest depictions of immigrant family life that most closely resembled ours. And we owned that film on VHS. And even though it's like a really corny, like, oh, this girl has like a sheltered, weird foreign family and she can't, but she wants to marry this American guy, hijinks ensue. Uh, the second one is like this really interesting look at getting older and being like the uh matriarchs and patriarchs of a of a culture like that mm-hmm. um because the the premise is that because they have to have a wedding uh now that she's married and she has kids but they're only teenagers it's uh partly about them trying to find uh her daughter a boyfriend and then partly about her parents uh realizing that they never got a marriage license so they need to get remarried but they don't want to get remarried because maybe they don't love each other as much anymore mm. and like it's like kind of interesting and uh i don't know i mean the movie's 90 percent just like dumb goofs and just being like ah greek people are weird but all of that stuff rings like really 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 true um because greek Greek folks and and middle eastern folks are like you know they're cousins essentially uh culturally and um so a lot of that stuff was like really relatable and i watched that movie with both of my parents which is the thing i have in theaters which is the thing i haven't done in at maybe a decade mm. uh and that was super nice and everybody it was like a sunday matinee and everyone in the theater was just like families and and like parents and everyone was like super positive and happy and laughing at like good jokes and there you just don't get an experience like that anymore like at 22 years old i don't get to like enjoy a movie with my family the way i did with that and it's really dumb and um has some really <laughs> weird moments they have like a real a very much like these are the token gay characters and they're not like stereotypes, but it's just like they're in there so that they can say we had gay characters, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but God, like they made this movie and I watched it with my family and that was really nice. That's what I'm saying. It made me so happy to watch it this year. Nice. I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, uh, I remember watching the first one um, and like my dad and I quote that movie all the time. Totally. Like, that. <laughs> um, just because like the oh you know put some windex on it like kind of thing my dad and i always say that like and just i don't know there are are other quotes that i can't think of off the top of my head but my dad and i will go back and forth because we both really enjoyed that movie the first movie i didn't even know there was a second one so i'm gonna be like hey dad let's go watch this movie nice it's a very good family fun if you have a, f- a family member and you quote it all the time and you're like, oh, bunt cake. Oh, uh, my dad, this is Gus. Those kind of like references. You, yeah. Th- this movie's also like a, a majority is just redoing those jokes again. Like the Windex thing just gets taken to a new extreme and he like gets it as a wedding present. He gets like a bottle nice. of Windex and you're like, all right. But you can't <laughs> love it. You just can't. It's 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 adorable. Um, Should I just do the other ones here? Because I don't have a lot to say about any of these yep. really. Okay. Don't think twice. It's a movie about improvisers. I want to get into doing improvising, uh, improv stuff in 2017. Uh, this movie's kind of sad, but I watched it with some friends and we had a lot to say about it. It isn't amazing. Um, it's also super white. Uh, <laughs> so that's like a, none of the characters really left a mark, but um, improv as a way of forming and uh, strengthening relationships 
is something I find really, really interesting and want to explore more in my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, Improperly good. Rogue One is fine. I have a lot of stuff I loved about it, um, but I didn't like it as much as Episode Seven. And uh, Star Wars is good. We can. The Star Wars is good. Star Wars <laughs> is good. Yeah, that's basically that. And then yeah, Zootopia we talked about in the whole episode. So. Nice. 2016 movies. TV, real quick. Uh, I couldn't yeah. really think of any TV shows that I like really enjoyed this year. I don't know. It wasn't a big TV year for me, but Better Call Saul was this year or last year, and that was really good. And I want to know what they do for season three. Uh, kind of can't wait for that. And then I watched all of Hannibal finally, and that was really good. But I've already talked about that, and other than that, I haven't really seen much. Uh, I started watching BoJack Horseman again, and I really like that, but other than that, and some Star Trek, but not enough to, like, fall in love with it necessarily, but yeah, not a lot going on here, over here with me. How about you, Katie? Um, okay, so basically, I am all about the anime, as opposed <laughs> to, like, traditional TV shows, Um, but... Definitely, I did enjoy a lot of content that came out this year um, in regards to Stranger Things was fantastic. I really loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, I noticed it was like hit or miss for a lot of people. Like you either really liked it or it was just like, eh, but I loved it. Um, Mostly because I just really related with um, the basically like all of the characters, to be honest. Um, So it was, I don't know, really awesome aesthetically and just a fun show um that i was like oh what's gonna happen next kind of thing so mm-hmm. i'm really excited because there's a season two coming out in you know the coming year so that's something to look forward to um also i think i briefly mentioned this before but uh longmire is another tv show that i really enjoyed um just because it's like a uh well, number one, I started watching it because I was like, ha this looks dumb. I'm going to watch something silly that's in 4K on the 4K TV we just got. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually ended up really, really enjoying it, um, especially as a Native woman, because it deals a lot with Native culture and the problems that can arise on reservations and how Native people are treated. And it's just like really great because there's actually a ton of Native American actors and actresses. It's not like, oh, hey, look, it's a white person and they're wearing a headdress, but they're totally Native American. No, it's like actually Native people. It's done so well, I think. Um, And it definitely calls attention to a lot of like problems, I guess, in our country versus like reservations and even though the story does center around this this white guy, I mean, he does a good job and he's a very respectful dude. He's like the good guy. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's really fun. Eli and I uh, watched it together and we actually haven't finished it because we tend to do this thing where we're like, well, if we don't watch the last episode, the show's not over yet. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, the, we're still dragging it out. But um. <laughs> It's definitely an enjoyable series. I I really appreciate it. Nice. How about you, Alan? Uh, 
yeah, all the TV I watched this year was new seasons of shows that were already really good. Um, there wasn't much like brand new stuff, and all the stuff that is good is what you already talked about: Better Call Saul, lots of anime, Yuri on Ice, etc. Um, so I guess like best best single show that I watched this year was probably Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. Um, I just watched the movie actually a couple days ago, nice. which uh, it takes place before the end of the show. And uh, I watched it years ago, subtitled, and didn't like it because it's, like, confusing and uh, it's really heady. And I was just like, oh, this is just a lot of action scenes with some weird stuff in it. But now watching it in English and having watched the show, I loved it because it reframes the conflict of the end of Cowboy Bebop really well. So just saying. I know we're talking about TV, but the Cowboy Bebop film, really good follow-up if you liked that show. One of the best television shows that i've seen um but then yeah in terms of stuff that i watched this year steven universe continues to light up my life um consistently um i never I know when they're coming back still need to watch it. oh my god i've seen yeah like, i haven't watched it either i've seen like a handful of episodes and i really need to get back to it it will change you and i don't know that's not fair you sh- you can't say any one thing will just warp your world but it's really friendly but, and warm and nice and everyone in it is awesome but like he gets taken over by cats and was like the end of akira and that's fucking cool it's some cronenberg akira shit you're right absolutely <laughs> yeah. and don't think it ever gets less weird that is pretty much the we that's the that's the bar that's been set early on yeah um it's great and they keep building on stuff and connie's like the best character ever uh, i love it love it uh the americans very good. Very historically good. Um, a lot of thematic stuff about like what it feels like to feel out of place in your body and to feel out of place uh, with the language that you speak in and the country that you live in and just kind of disassociating things that are more and more relevant to me. It's just one of the, but it's also just one of those prestige dramas um, and it's got good spy stuff. If you like spy stuff and the 80s, which is 100% my shit, then The Americans is your show. Mm-hmm. And then just, yeah, the whole, like, HBO block continues to be good, but I don't need to tell you that. If you're watching Game of Thrones, you're watching it. If you're not, don't don't start it. <laughs> you're past <laughs> it already. That show is a juggernaut, and all of that stuff is. And I'm going to watch it for as long as it goes and read all the books. But, yeah, television is good this year. Just It's been a continuation of the stuff that used to be good. And uh, Luke Cage, Netflix. Keep doing stuff like Luke Cage and less stuff like White-Ass Iron Fist. Please, please. <laughs> <laughs> Daredevil season two can go die in a fire. <laughs> oh my God, I'm sorry that was very harsh. Can I try that again? <laughs> sure. Daredevil season two can go fuck off. <laughs> it's very bad. Well, all right. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to the real truth. It's garbage. No, they, so that's the thing. It's those are the same companies doing two different things. They're Luke Cage, great, awesome, great characters, way more engaging, way more better pacing, like. Oh, how did those how did those have similar teams at all? And then yeah, Iron Fist does not give me hope that they're gonna continue doing fun stuff, but I like Iron Fist and maybe it'll be fine. I don't know. It's gonna be white as fuck though, you know that. <sighs> we can always uh, hope. We can always hope. Wow, that's a good that's a good point. <laughs> Alright, you wanna do comics? Yeah. Alright. Uh, let me go first. I, I started reading Black Panther because they got Tanasi Coates to uh, do the writing for that one. 
Um, and that's kind of the first comic book that got me into comics in general. That made, just made me interested in comics more as an art form. Um, and so I got into like Gem of the Holograms and Snot Girl and Pepper Girls and stuff like that. Mostly comics oriented around queer women, uh, obviously. But uh, I don't know. I, I have more of a respect. I never really got into like superhero comics at all. And I just never really understood it, never got into it, never read comics really ever. Uh, and so this year it was I it was really cool to just like find a bunch of comics that like spoke to me and just like resonated with me on like like not like on like a personal level and like aesthetic wise and just like getting into stuff that was like really beautiful and just finding characters that resonated me with me more uh, than a lot of other uh, stuff in media does. Uh, I've talked about Jim and the Hall games as being like probably my favorite comic. Uh, also want to talk about Snot Girl because that kind of came out of nowhere. Um, that's a comic by Brian Lee O'Malley and Leslie Hung. And like, uh, that comic has so much personality, uh, and is just so unique and it's able to like have a main character that's not entirely likable, but you love them anyway. And it's just the art style is really incredible, and the writing is just really top notch. Probably uh, I don't remember Scott Pilgrim all that well, but I'm just gonna go on limb on and say that this is probably some of the best writing that Brian Lee O'Malley has done. And like he's even said like they. Brian and Leslie, like, basically are co-writers on that thing, but, uh, like, the writing is still really, really good, and I really like it a lot. So, those are comics for me. Yeah, for sure. I really enjoy um, both Snot Girl and uh, Gem and the Holograms as well. So, but, I mean, you basically say everything that I have to say. I just... Snot Girl, I think, is probably... On one of my favorites of this year that started, I mean, it just, like you said, it came out of nowhere, and I love her and <laughs> yep. her aesthetic, yeah. um, and it's just, I don't know, just such an interesting premise, I suppose, for a story, and also, like, the way that her character is a character, because yeah. it's just like, um, you're kind of bratty but yeah you know that's okay i i love you regardless you're kind of bratty um, but also have you have like really bad anxiety and you there's like so many aspects that i don't like about you but like ways that i relate to also yeah it's great so i highly recommend that as well um but also one series that, I mean, it started at the very end of 2015, but it wrapped up this year. I really liked the Mage Killer comics from Dragon Age. Um, so first of all, just the art on the covers is fantastic. I was actually following the artist on Tumblr before um, they did this work. But in the comics themselves, um, it's definitely really great if you want to learn more about the Dragon Age universe and also really enjoyed Inquisition um, because you get a lot of like background information and you get to understand like what was kind of going on behind the scenes as well as like having cameos 
from your favorite characters from the actual game and you get to see like fights and stuff that were mentioned in the game but you didn't actually get to experience mm -hmm. um and i don't know it was just a cute little story there's lesbians so i'm here for that <laughs> um but i feel like dragon age has been pretty great with sexuality um just historically and how inclusive they are but um yeah so i don't know it's it's not very long it's only a five comic little mini series but it is very uh action filled the art's pretty nice um and you get all this information and it's it's got a really heartwarming ending so i appreciate it for that um and then the other comic I've been really into is Radioactive Spider-Gwen. Um, excuse me. Mostly because the art style in it, I think, is absolutely gorgeous. And I am 1,000% here for the color palette. Color palette cast 2017. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's very beautiful and... I mean, I am always here for female heroes and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, it's just cute, like, the nods that they have to, like, the original universes or alternate universes. Like, you know, uh, Gwen Stacy's band is called the Mary Janes. And, you know, uh, Peter Parker is a part of the universe. Um, he actually dies. But, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. And she is... An adorable character and a fantastic hero. And it's just a treat to, to read and to like intake all of the artwork, especially nice. the colors. And I actually have a signed copy um, of the first issue. So that's pretty neat. I have that hung up on the wall. But yep. Nice. Com How about you, Alan? Comics. How about you, Comics. <laughs> I didn't read a lot of comics this year. Uh, though I don't know. Again, I don't remember if I talked about these ones, but um, I took in my last semester of college a uh, class called Cancer and Comic Books. I might have talked about this a very long time ago. Uh, and I read a bunch of comics that were centered around cancer as an illness and portraying it in really interesting ways. And my favorite of those was uh, Seeds, which oh, I can't remember the name of the author right now, but it's you can kind of look up Seeds Cancer Comic Book and find it pretty easily. It's about a uh, son who finds out that his father has cancer and how he deals with that. And I think comics as an art form are already um, a couple of years ahead when it comes to like personal expression and being able to be open about um, thoughts and feelings a lot better than like television and film. Uh, like all of the stuff that we've talked about so far is either like queer as heck or just very like not non-traditional it's not the kind of stuff that you would right. see in a movie you know um or like in a big budget thing and i think yeah seeds and, and comic comics about cancer in general are just like oh yeah these are feelings that people are getting across through images combined with words in a way that feels unique to the medium and is pushing it forward and i really really love that stuff um mm -hmm. so definitely comics are good is what we're saying and then uh lastly just another shout out to saga a comic I've been reading since it started in 2012. It continues to steal my heart and make me cry. It's very beautiful. 
It is about family and aliens and the sort of easy byline that they used a long time ago was it's like Star Wars meets Game of Thrones, which is really a bad way to sell it because <laughs> it ha- it doesn't have the like boring space stuff about Star Wars. It is not as large scale and it also isn't as serious as Game of Thrones. Um, but it does. I think that more means like the characters you love are going to randomly die. And also uh, it's about family like Star Wars kind of is. So. Oh, just read Saga. I mean, I, it's like one of those comics that everybody who reads comics tells you to read. But once you read it, I can't really spoil any of it. I really want to just like talk about moments. But there's a cat that can determine when people are lying. And he just says he's lying to your face. <laughs> and it's really funny. And he's the lying cat. And uh, there's a giant testicle monster. And they do interesting things with that, believe it or not. It's really weird. I love it. Saga's great. <laughs> nice. All right. I think that's it. Did everybody talk about at least what they wanted to talk about here? Can I mention anime real quick? Go ahead. Go to okay. the animes. All right. Here's the anime. Um, So I did make a personal list of my top five anime from 2016. And I mean, I've talked about most of these on the podcast. There are a few that I really wanted to mention that I never got to. But so... Here we go. Um, Number one, Magical Girl Raising Project for me was just a, I mean, it was like all of my interests in a TV show. So that was really awesome to watch because, you know, there is a, the canon lesbians, right? I mean, they're there shooting and there's also, of course, Magical Girls, but it's also a very dark show. And the ending I thought was really nice. Um... I don't know. It's just all around really great, but also trigger warning because it has super mature content and is genuinely disturbing. Um, then my second favorite was Yuri on Ice, of course. What's that? Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, definitely. I have talked about that show multiple times on the podcast, but um, for sure it is a favorite and... I am really excited to see what maybe will be done with it with the second season because it said see you next level. So level two, I'm hoping for it. Um, I forgot they said see you next level. Yep. I love anime, y'all. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, and then actually like one of the first things I ever talked about on this podcast was the, the manga Orange. Um, and it got an, an anime this year. So that was really nice i cried a bunch because i cried a bunch when i read the manga and i cried even more when i watched the anime and um but it's a really sweet story uh especially if you have any sort of history with suicide or anything like that um it's really touching and it helps me feel a lot better about myself and stuff and about life in general um but it it can be heavy at times uh then erased is another favorite of mine from this year um it's basically just like a thriller drama where there were these murders a long time ago and this guy has this power to where he can go back in time unintentionally and to stop something bad from happening so basically he goes back for almost his entire life when he's back in elementary school and he's trying to prevent these murders from happening um pretty cool i liked it a lot 
The one that I really want to mention is the one that's on number five on my list. Um, and that's Occultic Nine. I don't know if anybody has heard of Steins Gate, but it's basically like this really uh, influential anime that is like really uh, highly regarded. And this is the author from the source material is the same author. Um, so this anime is like, I don't know how to describe it because the art is so interesting. The backgrounds are like very beautifully painted, but the like foreground like characters are like kind of rough outline wise. They look a bit strange um but it's a show that plays with number one time travel number two uh pseudoscience i guess and like occult things but they try to bring in real science and it has a lot to do with tesla and i am a tesla fan girl over here i love him so much and i'm always like reading biographies and stuff about Nikola Tesla because, you know, he's, I think, a genius and way before his time. But anyway, they talk about Tesla and it has this trope of, spoiler, everybody's dead the whole time. But it, I feel like it does it really, really well. I will say that the pacing is kind of a doozy. It is like the first episode is really fast it slows down for, like, the rest of the series. And then the last episode is, like, really fast. It is, like, information just, like, s- slammed into your face. Everybody's talking super quickly. I actually got a headache the first time I watched the first episode because it was just, like, blah! But <laughs> it's it's also, like, really charming in that way, I guess. Um, because while it was, like, mildly overwhelming, I wouldn't say it was in a bad way. Um... And a lot of people did take issues with the pacing in the show. But I really actually liked it. I thought it was like an artistic choice and like an intentional direction as opposed to like actual problems with how they were going to pace the show. I don't know. So I really enjoy it. And I think most people should check it out. Um, So that was number five. And then, of course, I have my honorable mentions. For shows that weren't traditional anime, which is Shelter. Um, so very beautiful. Good. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. No, for real. I cried. I mean, I cry all the time, but I cried <laughs> watching Shelter. Um, first of all, it was uh, essentially like a really nice music video for these artists I already really appreciated Porter Robinson and Madion. I hope I'm saying that properly, but. You know, it's it's like this animation of this girl and she creates stuff with her tablet and basically it's just discovering where she came from and her family life and stuff. And it is just a masterpiece. Like, if any takeaway, go watch Shelter and cry with me. Thank you. But, <laughs> um, yeah. Nice. And uh, so, yeah. That's that's anime. There was another one I talked about on the podcast, She and Her Cat, Everything Flows. But I did talk about that one already. And anime. There anime. we go. It's there. Is there anything else? You know what I'm realizing? What's up? Our, this burgeoning uh, three-person friendship that we've developed in the last year 
has led to me discovering more beautiful, um, inspiring art than I have in so many years. And uh, I think a lot of the stuff that we shared, the three of us, like the stuff that we all experienced together was up there in my top lists. And uh, I just want to say thank you for making this happen. And it's been an amazing adventure. It's been fun watching and playing and reading stuff and just having that. You could call it a shared experience. <laughs> with, you could. You could call it that. And uh, yeah, I've had a lot of fun talking about art, cool art with you all, and I hope that continues on in 2017. Uh, I also want to thank all of our guests, and I'm just going to go down the list here. Uh, Give them the list, Ryan. Tatiana Maria, we had on to talk about Firewatch. That was like our second episode, and we were probably really bad, but Tatiana was really good, and that was a really fun discussion. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm just looking at the website here. Jackson Tyler was on to talk about Attack the Block, and we learned how to podcast basically from that episode. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> uh, so that was a whole lot of fun. Love Jackson. Uh, let's see. Who else? Uh, I think Brenna was the next host or next guest uh, talking about Grandmother Nile Liz Clotha wins. And again, certainly want to do more short stories like that. And I think that discussion was a whole lot of fun. And I want to go more out of a comfort zone like that in the future. Uh, Courtney was on, Courtney Terry, talking about Sybil. Uh, Shannon Strucci was on, talking about Undertale. Uh... Alexander Van Chestine, we talked about Mirror's Edge, and a whole bunch of other stuff. It's a long podcast. It's really good. Uh, yep. Alexander's really great. Uh, Courtney Terry again for Monster in Paris. Shannon again for Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Uh, Mike Moody, we talked about Zootopia. Uh, and then Sean Lau, we talked about Ghost in the Shell. And then, who could forget, uh, John Stoll and Jackson <laughs> once again for Hardwire to Self-Destruct. Metallica's ma- latest masterpiece. A true classic. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Unforgettable. So- yeah. Thanks so much to all of those folks. Um, love all those people. Really good people. And I hope we'll have more, even more cool people on the show. And probably we'll have a lot of those people on again in the future. So, yeah. It's been a good year. This podcast happened this year. And it's been really fun. Just doing this and just having really cool conversations and just having a lot of fun doing this thing. I don't know. You want to do it again this year? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Ooh. I'm, I'm down. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Same. No, totally. No, no, totally is a different podcast. It's, right? yeah, it's a different show. Sorry. <laughs> I was about to say that joke, but then I decided not to, but I'm glad you picked up the stick and carried it. I got you. I'm good at anything. It's picking up the track. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is there anything else, or is that it for the end of 2016 show? I mean, it's been a year. That was a year. God, it has been a year. We're going to hit our one-year anniversary soon. Yeah, I should have saved all the sentimentality for then, Ryan. Ah, you never <laughs> have. You can never have enough sentimentality, Ryan. I'm you know never that. sentimental, yeah. and no, I'm, that's bullshit. I'm, I'm a very sentimental person, but I think that's it for this show. 
come back in a couple of weeks where we'll talk about some art uh, instead of listing a bunch of like honing in on one piece instead of talking like about broader terms I guess yep yep we're gonna read one piece yep no too much too much <laughs> no, please no oh god I don't even want to think about that somewhere that, out there Shannon's eyes just lit up <laughs> <laughs> for sure alright that's it that's gonna do it Wow. No. Let me try, try again. That again. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for <laughs> Fireside Friends. We'll see you all in a couple of weeks. Uh, enjoy yourself. Uh, have a good time. We'll see you all later. Laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I just like cover my mouth at the end there. <sighs>